Today on Podcast Them Down, we're looking at the Burning Shadows songs that you people, for some reason, won't listen to. Podcast Them Down! Welcome to Podcast Them Down. I'm Tim Regan from U.S. power metal band Burning Shadows, Fade to Black Metallica Tribute, Dual Violin Folk Metal Band Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves True Zombie Metal. Be sure to subscribe, like, or follow. And now, on with the show. So today I am joined by uh, by Dave, the drummer of Burning Shadows. Uh, I'm sorry, the Spence Hammer from That's Burning correct. Shadows. Who uh, performed drums on every single Burning Shadows release, except for the, the, the two early 2000s EPs. That's correct. And certain uh, certain bonus tracks and uh, uh, one-offs over the years, I also haven't played on. Actually, I don't know. I don't believe I have any credits on the Oathbreaker EP, do I? Oh no, they're all they're all. So the Oathbreaker EP has four remixes from Into the Primordial. So those are all your drums. Um, yes. Okay, but what about the one that? Okay, so and then it was, it was the uh, Haunter of the Dark and Whisper Suffering. Tough call though, because Whisper Suffering, I think. If oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so <laughs> we're already down in the weeds. All right, so Dave, <laughs> so uh, Dave performed drums on the proper Into the Primordials. So the first eight tracks. Then there's two bonus tracks, which had Alex Rudinger on drums. Correct. And, uh. The Oathbreaker EP then was one new song with drums performed by Pete Hunt because Dave was unavailable. Is uh, gallivanting around a country, most likely right. our I country think, at the time. I, I'm not sure. I think I think I think this was the circus years, and yes, I was in America at the time, so we relied on Australian uh, phenomenon Pete Hunt. That's right. Of Dragon, uh, For of Dragon Force fame, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. He played on the first Dragon Force release. So, and now he played on uh, the first Burning Shadows yeah. release with Tom Davey. With an ex it's a, an, an inspiring version of uh, Oathbreaker. I actually uh, really you like. You actually have the original art. I do. <laughs> yeah. And Tim, if I can note, it's sealed. Good. Keep it that way. <laughs> I keep checking eBay to see how much it's worth. <laughs> Any, uh... <laughs> no, there's no listings. Oh, well, there you go. You, super, so you can set it rare. whatever you want. One of, one of a kind. <laughs> the original artwork. Wow. All right. And, you know, it's funny. Most most of my Burning Shadows copies are indeed factory sealed. So I thought we were talking about which ones I personally listen to the least. And I was going to be like, man, this is difficult. Oh, we can I that too. Never... Well, we can. Maybe we should. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, th and then you played on all the albums, everything following Oathbreaker. That's all you. So, um, and uh, for our for our viewers, and p potentially the keen-eared listeners, you know, I'm I am on location at the moment, so you can see. Oh, you can see. Uh, that I, I I am not in the blank void that I'm usually in. I'm in <laughs> a somewhat less blank void. Tim's on assignment uh, somewhere assignment. deep in the land uh, in the land of the AHL. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what I wanted to go through was 
the least listened to songs on Spotify. So these are all the Burning Shadows songs that have the fewest plays. And I think, you know, since some of those releases have been on there for years upon years upon years, and some have only been on for a year and a half or so, I think it's Mm -hmm. only fair if we just look at the uh, song with the lowest plays per release. Okay. I think this is reasonable. And uh, so so I got the results right here. But the thing is, uh, it is sorted just by stream. So we're going to jump around the, uh, the, the discography a little bit. And I should add that not all of our releases on spot are, are on Spotify. And that that is intentional. Uh, you know, you should be punished for listening to Burning Shadows on Spotify. You should be rewarded for listening to pa- podcasts and down on Spotify. Yes, That's I'm right. a very complicated person with very complicated uh, morals <laughs> when it comes to streaming audio. So um, if you want the actual full discography, you should be going to burningshadows.bandcamp.com. That is the place to find everything, everything, including the stuff that's not on Spotify. Tim, I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. In, in, can you listen to the first two EPs, uh, The Darkest Winter and Amongst the Dying Waves, if you go to the Bandcamp site? Why, yes, you can. They are both there. You can I have another question. Free. You can support Burning Shadows by purchasing them. Is it possible to listen to the first victories, the combined extra mega long EP that uh, presents both the Darkest Winter and Amongst the Dying Waves together in one eight track complete view that's at least twice as long as Slayer's Rain and Blood? Okay, well, so, all right, so now, once again, we have to get pedantic, you know, which is... (laughs) Which is fine with me. So we were already pedantic about what tracks he played on. So let's get pedantic about the what uh, the full discography is. I'm so here for the pedantry. I meant when I said the full discography, I meant the full digital discography. Uh, the full physical discography is actually more. There are more things that are unavailable even on the Bandcamp. So, yes, you bring up a very good point. The First Victories was our first album-length EP, which is the first two albums together in one place. And uh, our most recent album-length EP would be Beneath the Ruins, put out on Rap Child Records. Yes, and I, I think really the First Victories marked a turning point for the band. We became... Uh, I say we, but I mean you, because I wasn't really involved. The level of professionalism just took a step upwards. You know, the sword motif was introduced. Things got a little more true and epic. And I think it paved the way quite nicely for some of our later work, especially, I think, on Truth and Legend. Absolutely. In terms of presentation, I I, I just it's very slick and I've always liked it very much. Anyway, anyway. I I could digress all night long. Yeah, but let's go back to the Spotify tracks. All right, so I I don't know. We could do this like a quiz. And before we continue, what's more metal than focusing on the negative? And that's what this whole episode's about. (laughs) (laughs) So the first 
the the least played track overall is from Into the Primordial, which is uh, troubling because it is the oldest <laughs> release that's available on Spotify. That is that is troubling. And Do you want to hazard a guess as to which song has the fewest plays on Spotify? I'm gonna have to look at the track listing on Into the Primordial again. Ah, uh, I'm gonna have to hazard a guess and say that it is uh, maybe Evenfall. You are correct. See, I wish I had my soundboard here yeah. uh, on location. So, ding, 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 ding. It is Evenfall. It is the one of the two instrumentals. So, uh, this song, it's it's an acoustic instrumental. And uh, the idea, surprisingly, came from um, from Corrosion of Conformity. There is an album they put out called Deliverance that has a couple just kind of like short, not song-length interludes um, yeah. between a few of the songs. And I, I always liked those. So this is, so Even Fall is kind of the, the short break, the relaxing... The melancholy bit between yeah. New Dawn Arise, which is triumphant, and Sarnath, which is just evil. Yeah, I and and I have to say that the interlude has been something that I've always kind of expected as a metal fan, given my first exposure to heavy metal, and then like the things that we all found out that we liked, like Nightfall and Middle Earth has these little interstitial got tracks a, as well. Sometimes it's narration, sometimes it's like a little ditty. Um, Nothing quite as long or developed as Evenfall, or I guess. Do we do anything else like that in I any think that's other the albums? Only one that's been that 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 way, because uh, I think uh, Evenfall was like kind of contained, and I think anytime we had something that could have been contained, like Evenfall, it became a full song. <laughs> So. Maybe that's what we need to start doing with those riffs that we're not sure what to do with is make little like 90 second interlude tracks. Yeah. Put that down as a as a reminder for for later on another songwriting meeting. That's right. <laughs> so Evenfall was our lowest listened to track overall. I wonder if that has anything to do with its obvious uh, difference in length. If people who are coming to see Burning Shadows on Spotify are seeking out something a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, that could be. It's it's the shortest track. Um, I believe the title was inspired by a Demi Borgir song, probably off um, Enthroned Darkness Triumphant. I, I'd need to go back and double check. But uh, and I think that song also got really kind of fleshed out when we recorded it. So I always have the acoustic bit done. But then when we went to record it, I think we wrote the second acoustic guitar, and then I believe you did all the keyboards. As I recall, that's correct. I, I remember recording the key part for sure. Um, yeah, so, where so go listen to Evenfall right now. What time? Pause this. Uh, That's right. The the link to the it's only will be in the description. We'll still be here when you come back. <laughs> all right, moving on. The next one. This is not at all surprising because this is our newest release. So of course it doesn't have. It hasn't had the time to get all the play. Uh, and 
I I should say I'm I'm pretty happy with all of these play counts. You know, you know, just because it's the lowest, it just means doesn't it's, mean it's low. Right? Doesn't mean it's low. It means <laughs> it's lower than other ones. So, you know, to I- expand your Burning Shadows Horizons by e- bumping up some of these lower ones for us. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one uh, is off. You can probably figure it out because I'm going to tell you it's off. Beneath the Ruins, our most recent album-length EP. We did release another one, but that was a Bandcamp exclusive. Super Uh, Do you want to guess what track it is? The answer may surprise you. The answer might surprise me. Uh, I don't actually have a physical copy of this handy. I think I gave all of mine away to family and friends. Right, and I lost a bunch of them between Germany and the United States. (laughs) I... I want to believe that somewhere there is a set of baggage handlers or like DHL postal workers who are enjoying the bootleg profits of that busted open box of CDs that we all wonder whatever happened to. Um, is it uh, Black Arrows Fly? It is not Black in the Sky. <laughs> Black in the Sky is the title of that song. <laughs> It is the other one based on the same story, Monuments of Rust. Ah, man. The So if it was Black Arrows Fly, the song, that really would be surprising. <laughs> so uh, Monuments of Rust, we actually played. We've performed. Oh, oh, I, I have to interrupt myself. Uh, I keep saying Beneath the Ruins. Is an album-length EP? Yeah, not on Spotify. We only release four tracks on Spotify. If you want the real one, go to our Bandcamp or go to Rathchild Records. You buy the CD and you get the bonus tracks, which bump it all the way up to an album length. Anyway, so we... Also, if if you find my personal email, you can request a signed copy if you order through Rathchild Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... No uh, guarantees. <laughs> So, of the four main tracks of Beneath the Ruins, Monuments of Rust, we have performed live. The Grey Company, we have performed live. Black in the Sky, we've performed live. And, but the Red Key, we haven't. So, I think it's I, I, it's a little surprising to me that the Red Key has more plays <laughs> than Monuments of Rust. I think Monuments of Rust is a great song, and I remember wanting to put it earlier in the track list yeah monuments of rust is a great song it's a lot of fun to play ah just the chorus is so energetic and wide open and great i agree i i have nothing to add go check it out and i think there's another podcast episode where i talked about the story behind monuments of rust and black in the sky because they are related so hey all these people listening to black in the sky most maybe you should follow it up with the sequel monuments of rust (laughs) couldn't agree more tim all right next is uh this one was a surprise to me so the next is the oathbreaker ep and the song with the fewest plays by literally one play which is impressive is very very close is haunter of the dark now why this is surprising is when we originally released haunter of the dark 
It was, I mean, uh, the Oathbreaker EP, Haunter of the Dark, was the CD bonus track. So how the hell did it end up on Spotify? I don't know. I must have put it there at some point. Was it the CD bonus track for for Oathbreaker? Because if it was, it's got odd placement. in. Yeah, it's like the, track four instead of track yeah, five. Yeah, it's track right? four. Yeah, in the 2010 edition, it's it's track four. Yeah, so that was that was a conscious decision. The track, it was track four because Whisper Suffering is a better album closer. So true. it had to be at the end. It's very true. So that's why we jammed it in in the middle, just like Manowar did with Pleasure Slave. If you have the CD version, it's randomly in the middle. That's a bonus track. Is it really? Yes. And it's a terrible wow. song. I hate it. I is it a it. terrible song? Well, it's... A, I don't yeah. like it. It's embarrassing to listen to. It is. Um, but it's also but a terrible song. <laughs> I played it I played it for Michelle as her introduction. Michelle, to all of you podcast listeners who don't know us all personally, is my wife. Uh, <laughs> I I played it for Michelle as her introduction to, like, who is Manowar. It's just the most succinct way of, like, saying, well, this is them. <laughs> There's a bunch of greasy New Yorkers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she's like, are those supposed? Are those women? It's like, <laughs> yeah, ostensibly, yes, it is. Now, ma- uh, major props. Like, if you don't think it's cringy, right? Major props to Woman of War, the uh, right, the female-fronted Man of War tribute. They got a cease and desist from Manowar because Joey DeBio's feelings wouldn't be hurt. <laughs> um, they did Pleasure Slave and a few other songs like Hail and Kill, and they reversed all the genders. And uh, yeah, go listen to both of them. If you, I'm sure there are recordings on YouTube or something. Extreme lyrical content should know the same equality that everything else knows. Yes, I mean. Uh, you know, th- it's all cringy the, in the in May your sheets stay fun. tight. <laughs> so, yes, but I, I do recommend <laughs> trying to find those. Yeah, so uh, my, my thing turned off. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Never Uh-oh, mind, I got having, it on. Right. Well, well, we're not having a recording problem after all. <laughs> all right, yeah, so Haunter of the Dark. Uh, this has been re-recorded a few times. <laughs> So um, we're taking this, the uh, the tier approach, the 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 uh, hail to the hammer approach. We're going to give you this song in every possible iteration on albums yet to come into the next 20 years. That's right. Yeah, it it um it did not need to be re-recorded so many times, but uh, but it's been fun to re-record and it, every iteration is a little bit different and is it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is pretentious, but. Haunter of the Dark feels like a good benchmark for where Burning Shadows is over the years. Yes, it was like, one of the first songs I wrote for the band. And it stands up over the years as a great song. Um, and listening to performances from, you know, the mid-aughts to the mid-teens to now this final re-recorded version, like, they're they're different songs. And I like hearing our evolution and kind of the uh, evolving maturation of our sound and musical sensibilities as as viewed through this song, particularly as a filter. And I guess all of that's kind of an overly verbose way of saying that we need to pump these numbers up 
So please go listen to Haunter of the Dark. <laughs> well, uh, I, I would point out that on Spotify, you only have two choices for Haunter of the Dark. <laughs> but on Bandcamp, you have four choices for Haunter of the Dark. You have the original uh, with Brian on vocals. You have the album version with Greg on vocals. Then you have uh, this Oathbreaker version with Tom on vocals. And... Each time the music was generally, the, those three have closest the closest musical similarities under the vocals. Yes, and then this most recent one on our uh, Bandcamp exclusive EP, uh, the Hunter the Dark EP. <laughs> that one we uh, messed with the formula with with the structure on purpose uh, to make it kind of flow better with the context of the overarching story. So Hunter of the Dark, if you're not aware, is part of a trilogy. So there are three stories uh, written by Robert Block and H.P. Lovecraft, and therefore there are three songs. They're all together on the, um, on the Haunter EP. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's why it's different on the Haunter EP because now it is in it is within context with Shambler from the Stars and The Shadow from the Steeple. So uh, I, I I recommend you uh compare and contrast. And if you didn't catch all the differences, go listen a few more times. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, and we're looking out for you here. We want you to have the fullest and best experience. That's right. All right, moving right along. So now now we're getting into albums so the, our, our final two are from our full-length albums and uh so clearly these have gotten more plays than everything i i guess people in general don't want to listen to eps because we've been talking about eps for a while so yeah surprising i like eps me too i i don't have the time or attention span anymore to I have a whole album. Actually, today was the first time I listened to an album back to front in months, if not a year. Yeah. In Unless I'm in the car. Actually, that's not true. So I set up my my grandmother's turntable is now like, well, it's been set up in the basement for probably a couple months at this rate, but I've been expanding my record collection. And so I've, I've taken to listening to whole albums uh, as I'm folding laundry or doing whatever in the basement. Normally, I would say it's not true that I've listened to like a full album back to front. Man, oh boy, I was listening to a live Dire Straits record called Alchemy. Awesome, I nice. can highly recommend it. Yeah, if you if you get a chance, check it out. It's like I don't know, how, Tim, like how much Dire Straits you ever listened to. If I can take this onto a tangent for like, were they a the minute. ones that did Money for Nothing? Yes. Yes, that's that's how much I've listened. <laughs> that's how much. Okay, I mean, Mark Knopfler is one of the great guitarists in terms of like having a tone and sound where you can like hear it and be immediately like, oh, that's, oh, that's Mark that Knopfler. Guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, how about this? He, he's he's uh, a a uh, important enough guitarist. I knew that name. 
without knowing he was in dire straits. How okay, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, exactly. And this is him when he was like in his mid to late twenties, just like on totally on fire, just total swagger and uh, like eighties pop meets American blues. I I don't know. Hard for me to describe in sufficient, you know, terms. Well, but it's worth a look. Go seek it out on uh, Spotify. It's it's almost certainly available on Spotify. Uh, but yeah, Alchemy by Dire Straits. I I just want to tell everybody I know that that that's the album. My dad had a bunch of duplicate records, which I decided to uh, how how to say relieve him of um, pilfer. Yeah, Pilfer, exactly. Nobody needs two copies of, I don't know, say anything if they're completely identical. And trust me, I did check to make sure that there wasn't like some minute difference between them, like Fair. the five copies of Iced Earth that you have. They are, they are all slightly different. <laughs> so yeah, I've inherited a couple new uh, Dire Straits discs. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, I will take it upon myself to maybe listen to some. <laughs> it's worth the listen. We need to do a live album. Some of the some of those um, uh, riddles of steel mixes sound good enough to put out a live record. See now, now Tom's got you doing it. It's riddle of steel, but Tom the riddle for some reason said riddles of steel on stage, and uh, we we uh, recently got the got the audio from that show. That might be why I'm saying it. Yeah. Because I said it and I knew it was wrong. I'm like, nope, I gotta commit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's gonna be yeah. uh Yeah, look for that. Maybe by the time this comes out, that'll be out. But Perhaps. Perhaps indeed. Maybe we'll have a thirty second teaser for you of our favorite part of a guitar solo. My dad was like, So did Tim edit this or did he set up the cameras? Because I see a lot of Tim. <laughs> uh just because I was in all the shots. <laughs> I told, him, I, I told him this. He was like, I don't see very much of you. And I'm like, well, there wasn't yeah. a face camera for me because if I put it on the drums, then it shakes violently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I digress. The, we were busy talking of, about Dire Straits. The challenges uh, of filming and editing <laughs> the videos. I can't imagine the... Well, I can't imagine, like from trying to dip my toes in the amount of effort that it requires to get something looking that good for 45 minutes of video. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. And right, you well, and, and hopefully, envious public will get to see it someday. Yeah. Hopefully you all will get to see it. it it's a, uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so, and at some point, you know, art is never finished. It's abandoned. So Precisely. We, I have not abandoned it yet. <laughs> Well, and that's why that's why I was a little bit trepidatious about doing this this episode tonight, because I thought we were going to be talking about listening. What Burning Shadows song have I listened to the least on all of these albums? And the fact of the matter is that I very rarely listen to any of these albums after they're done. Me neither. I'm, I'm done with them after. Uh, well, let's see, when I mix, if I mix the album, I have listened to it so many times I hate it. <laughs> this yeah. always happens when I mix something. Mm -hmm. So, y you know, I need like a year off of listening to something until I go back and listen to it again. And I can I can probably go through quickly and tell you what I don't listen to. 
off of all of these, but we'll oh, come sure. back to that. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just I constantly hear the mistakes and the things I might have done slightly differently. I just, it's Ooh. maddening. I can't. Oh, yeah. We're, we're looping back to cover yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. All right. So, so stay tuned. We, we, the Burning we got, Shadows album. We, we just got two more from, uh, yeah, from uh, Spotify to talk about, and then we'll then we'll go to go to yours and mine. <laughs> so, All right. Um, the next one is "Breaking the Sanctuary," the infamous Dawn from our 2012 release, "Gather Darkness." Now, which track is the infamous Dawn? I had to look it up. See, in I'm so, currently so, looking at it. <laughs> it's um, "Gather Darkness" to us. Is three songs plus an intro track. Yeah. But at the time of release, we couldn't put out three 12 minute songs and one four minute song. Right. Because of money reasons, really. Yeah. Basically, Let's be frank. At, the, at the time, they didn't have any way to real, really elegantly handle. Payment. Precisely. Yeah, so it, it would have been it, it was so, it was three songs for ninety nine cents each, or the album for like nine ninety nine or whatever we were charging through Apple Music at the time. Yeah, and, and and in those days, people bought digital music, so yeah. it was it was a big important to own. It, it was it was a serious problem. We couldn't just yeah. put it out as uh, as the four tracks it should be. So we split up the first song a thousand lies into three songs we split up the second song to ruin and, to, and divide into four songs or tracks i should say and the right. third song breaking the sanctuary was broken up into three tracks so the infamous dawn is the last part of the last song and it's the one that starts with uh with the just the clean guitar and Tom goes now the path yeah. that you have chosen yeah. it was and Ar arguably the climax of the entire album right is the least what is wrong with you all yeah well, this how is, did this is the one but this it's this track is great it's got everything it's got a restatement of the main theme in a slightly jauntier and faster tempo uh it's got Oh, a giant, huge ending. It's got some amazing percussion samples. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but it's got a gong. Yeah, this what this song is the payoff for the album. And I like yes. it is so upsetting to me that, that I just feel people... bad for everybody who's listened to the entire album. Exactly. And then just been like, yeah, I'm going to skip the very last track. Right. They've been on this this journey and. They they quit right before the best part of it. Oh, I love yeah. this track. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and it's it's very dynamic. It's got a huge build in it. Uh, the uh, you know it, it has a gong. It has a it gong. has a gong. <laughs> yes. it has a gong. And uh, we worked pretty hard on that gong. <laughs> it's true. We went through samples. We went through different uh, velocities of how 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 hard do you want the digital gong to be struck? When to hit it? Right. That was a big. These were that was serious. A big thing. Serious. You know, as as a metal band, 
it took us a reasonably long time to get into the digital manipulation of our music. It was a pretty raw ethos for a number of years, a lot of recording it live to tape, and then Tim doing his wizardry after the fact. But it gave us, me at least, a brand new appreciation for the electronic musicians who are making these soundscapes out of samples. Because, yeah, that just that one gong hit. Um, yes. Go and on. also one thing I want to I just I want to mention about this final track on uh, Gather Darkness, Bring the Sanctuary, part three, the infamous dawn. It's it's also the the lyrical climax as well. Like it's the triumph of our protagonist over the forces of science and control. Yes. Uh, science. Yes. With quotes. With Sorry, quotes. for those of you not watching, it's with it's quotes. Air quotes science. The the scientific priesthood. It's been a while since I've read Gather Darkness. Yes, it's a fantastic book. Uh, yeah, it would be like reading up until it's like right before he uh, overthrows the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ripping off the last few chapters. Yeah. <laughs> what a good book. <laughs> All right. So now we come to the last album available on Spotify. Um, that would be Truth and Legend, which oh boy, I know is many, many of our fans' favorite album. This one, it, it needed to be where it is in the track, in the track list for similar reasons to Evenfall. So now that I've right. said that, I'm sure you can guess what the track is. Quite obviously, it's The Blessed. That's right. Uh, the, the tune upon which I play the most unnecessary number of notes a drummer can play. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I struggle with empty space. What can I tell you? It's okay. Well, you, you know, at least you're not as egregious as, um, as Mike Portnoy on Falling Into Infinity. Oh, <laughs> The song's nice and slow and sparse. I'll fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just... Go listen to that... uh, uh, Take Away My Pain. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. He, he overplays that. So, yeah, so The Blessed is a ballad. It's the simplest thing on the whole album. That does not mean it's simple. <laughs> you know? It's, exactly. It's just the simplest um uh song on there and um yeah it, it kind of harkens back to even fall to a degree musically um but there's distorted guitars and more violins and a great solo what a wonderful vocal solo is. and 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 a touching tale of uh a pair that is sundered it's it's the the lyrics are a bit non-specific, so you can attribute a lot of personal meanings to it depending on who you are and your personal experiences in life. But yeah, it's a great song, and I just uh, love to play symbol notes. Yeah, so there's a lot of just, uh, this. This is uh, nothing else matters, at least for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Tim, we might want to. We, we, we should look into re-recording this, or at the very least, doing a live version of it uh, where I play less, or... No, no, I know. think I think your performance on this, on, on the album, was exactly where it needed to be, but I remember it took some coaxing <laughs> to it uh, bring it down there. I was like, play less, play less, it's, play less. It's just so hard. It's so hard. I... 
We should uh, we should do a doom metal project. I want to see what you do. I think you'd you'd fall asleep or something. Tim, here's the here's the thing. Uh, I I I need to alter my state to a significant de- degree before I'm going to be able to competently play too few notes. I altered my state, as you can see. Yeah, you altered your state all the way to New York. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I have to. Mix in that bumpsh. All right. Uh, let's see if I remember to do that. <laughs> if I do, it'll be right here. All right. So now you know if I did it. All right. So that rounds out the Spotify list. So uh, I can do mine real quick. Okay. <laughs> um. So it's it's almost always going to be stuff at the end. Yeah. Just because I don't have time to. So I listen to albums in order. That tends to be how I do it. And um, I tend to um, not have time or the attention span, as mentioned before, <laughs> to listen to whole albums at a time. So for um, but but knowing if there's uh, a really powerful track coming up, uh, I will often skip to it. If I uh, see the writing on the walls, so as it were, yes. So let me just do. I'm only going to do the Spotify albums. You can do all of them, but for okay. into the well, primordial, oh. into the primordial, I yep. <laughs> will usually skip Sarnath. It's a great yeah. song. It's a it's a great song. But I want to get to Forest of the Dead and Whisper Suffering. Yeah. Man, those are some great tracks. I I got to say, Rudy did an incredible job with those drum parts. He did he just. Oh. One of the I mixed one of the toms too loud. How about everyone listens to Forest of the Dead and tell me which one it is? <laughs> I'll do that. I'll make sure to do that. You know, and Forest of the Dead has been a like a longtime favorite of mine. Um, again, for the long time that Burning Shadows has been in existence, I've been both a fan and a member at varying points over the years. Uh, for those of you listeners who 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 aren't aware, but Forest of the Dead was originally put out on, what was it, The Darkest Winter? Yeah, it was track four on The Darkest Winter, and it was based on a Robert Block story. So he right. got he got name-dropped three and times tonight. I remember I, I used to listen to The Darkest Winter when I was in college. I guess it would have been my freshman year. And that song always grabbed me. Like, Forest of the Dead is definitely one of my top five Burning Shadows songs. Wow, uh, we should play it. When, yeah, we should. Um, but Rudy did an incredible job interpreting that track. Uh, I, I love how it sounds. Almost better than than what Vince did on The Darkest Winter. So, Oathbreaker. EP. Yeah. I, I actually agree with our Spotify listeners. Yeah. I'm going to skip Haunter to get the Whisper Suffering. Yeah. Because Tom's Whisper Suffering is fantastic. That that track came out amazing. All right, and then breaking the sanctuary abandonment is probably what I'd skip for. Uh, if I had to, I'd you know Aband- that again. That one I tend to listen to all the way through, but if I have to skip a song, I'm going to skip the sparse one. All right, and then truth and legend. What would what do I skip? I don't. 
I no, don't. I wasn't to all of it or none whole, of it. The whole goddamn thing. You know, I thought I was afraid that Truth and Legend was in my car. Uh, but then then it turned out upon closer examination of the basement that I had my sealed copy right here. Uh, and I have to agree if I can pick up here. I have to agree. There's nothing. This is a, a as it were, an all killer, all killer, all killer. Yeah, no all filler, killer, no filler kind of record. Especially when you consider the ballad on this one, the blessed with the near perfect level of percussion. <laughs> and then uh, for Beneath the Ruins, it's four tracks and it's tight. I've listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm going to listen to it, I'm going to listen to all of it. I'm not going to skip ahead. It's all there I'm, to be there. I might skip the... Uh, well, the Kickstarter's over. We can we can say it. I might skip the uh, live tracks. Because sometimes oh, I have... the CD version. Oh, is it on the CD version? Only the CD version. Oh, boy. Those live tracks came out uh, really good, too. They did come out sounding fantastic. I just... <laughs> I don't always love the raw live sound. I've been spoiled by fish with their <laughs> buttery soundboard production. <laughs> um, well, they, they were a pain in the ass to record. So yeah, maybe. I know they were. <laughs> I'm going to go backwards. Uh, having told you already that I'm skipping the live tracks on, um, on beneath the ruins. Uh, and I guess that brings us what you're going to have to truth and legend. Here. Truth and legend. All right. Oh, well, we already said all killer, no filler. We're not right. skipping anything. If, I, if anything, if anything on this that I'm skipping. Uh, yeah. But if I'm skipping anything, it's from the stars. And that is uh, strictly because I don't like my performance. Oh, I was thinking it's because you are you already listened to it on the Hunter of the Dark EP. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. It's it's because I actually it's because I think that the the version that we did on Hunter of the Dark is better than what we put out on Truth and Legend or in, in terms of my own personal performance. All right, everyone head to our Bandcamp page. <laughs> Listen yeah. to them both and uh tell Dave tell Dave off. <laughs> no, I was cranky tell I couldn't execute. Better. I was cranky I couldn't execute the uh I think it was the chorus part but the there was like a lot of fast double kick that I was not able to get down. In time I think for the we recorded it last too, so you're probably tired. Yeah. Oh well, well, well. That's very generous. But at any rate, that's the answer for truth and legend. Let's go. With um, <laughs> moving to gather darkness. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the ones that I do like because for me, this is the one that. Well, if I'm going to skip a track, it's probably going to be the overture. And oh, again, that's uh, that, that is a brilliant point. That is a brilliant point. For I, I rescind my answer. Uh, I skip the overture because I know we can do it better. Exactly. And like, hopefully we will be doing it better, but uh, I don't want to tip my hand too much. 2012? <laughs> but I think I just did. <laughs> oh, geez, Tim, we're going to have to be doing this for the 15th anniversary, not the 10th. There's no way we can get this done by 2022. Right. Well, maybe. We'll see. It'll, it'll we'll be see. for but, but a prime number speaking. or even or odd number anniversary. <laughs> There was I like the prime number idea. It's very very scientific. Um, but but yeah, the the overture is is a little bit difficult to go back and listen to because it's a little dated sounding in terms of the orchestra patches that we were able to do, uh, and the fact that 
I don't know. I will say that the one triumph of that was, again, Tim, your ability to mix uh, the live percussion in with the synth orchestra. Yeah, the the software we used um, wasn't up to the standards we wanted it to be. And, like, you can go broke trying to uh, get uh, orchestral libraries. Oh, yeah. Like that. I think the composition is great. The execution is less great. Yes. Um, I'm still proud of how it came out, but especially now, I know how much better we can do, and uh, I, I hope we get the chance to. And I want to say that in the tradition of the bands that, you know, I have and I think we have idolized, there is something to be said and there is a place in power metal, uh, especially for those of us of the more European style persuasion for the cheesy fucking lousy synth like (laughs) Blind Guardian and their terrible synth orchestra on somewhere far beyond everything that Ed Guy did in the mid 90s, uh, Aventasia, Symphony X. Yeah, that, even that really had is terrible what it, synth sounds. That's what that I, it, sound harkens back to, for sure. It's charming to a degree, but but it's also tough because then you listen to these same bands, you know, that we aspire to 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 play like, who are now doing stuff with the Czech Philharmonic or the like Prague Radio Symphony Orchestra or whatever. And yeah. we have access to these patches now that 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 can kind of mimic that. Yeah, so at any rate, uh like, that's like uh, them. I I hope to do better. <laughs> yeah. We'll get it out there. Uh Gathered Darkness. Again, moving back in time. So I guess that's what, to Oathbreaker? Oathbreaker is next. The Oathbreaker EP. Um on here, I'm gonna say that it might actually just be the title track. Cause you didn't play on it? Cause I didn't play on it. No. Pete Pete did a great a great job with that. I like playing Oathbreaker. I think it is an awesome tune for getting the live crowd pumped. It's fun to do in a set, but it is thrashier than I am generally going to listen to if I've got the choice of what to put on. Interesting. Yeah. How does it feel to be wrong? My dirty little secret. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then Um, into the primordial proceedings. Moving on from my shame. Uh, into the primordial, yeah. Mm. Eh. Mm. Maybe wings over Asgard. I also As- has we use the same software for the synth and that. So is that right? Yeah. So the the brass at the beginning. Uh, now that I've said that, you're gonna listen to it and you're gonna go. That does sound like '90s Blind Guardian. I'm gonna have to. Wait a second. This is this is interesting. I have a pressing that credits Alex Rudinger as the as the drummer of Burning Shadows, even though I played on tracks one through eight. Maybe when it came out, he was the official drummer. I think you're probably right. I don't know. You, you'll have to open the booklet. I'm gonna have to well, open one of my other. Buy your copy and find the answer to this uh, this problem. Uh, uh, this mystery. One of my other 12 copies of Into the Primordial is going to have to get checked later tonight. This whole episode uh, is just a hard plug for uh, the the uh, Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Head over to Bandcamp, guys. That's right. And pump up our Spotify numbers. Yeah, do both. 
Do uh, both. Open up Spotify, put it on mute. <laughs> play the oh, we should put it just throw it all in a playlist. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, the playlist we'll, we'll will be down in the description. <laughs> so yeah, uh last I I want to mention that bar of fifteen sixteen in Wings Over Asgard oh, because that was a nightmare. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I somehow screwed up during recording and played a bar of fifteen sixteen. Yeah, I think uh, that was you know, to correct something. And I think uh, I think I had either sped up or slowed down. It, well, what's man. amazing is I think you had done that because you we tracked drums first, and I think someone played guitar but didn't have it recorded. Mm-hmm. Right, so they were performing. Yeah, there were scratch scratch tracks performed alongside me recording in that closet that weren't actually recorded. Like, because I remember Greg was out there in the room with Nick when he was recording the scratch tracks or playing the scratch tracks as I was recording. Yeah, so um, somehow no one noticed <laughs> that the drums were off by a right note, um, or, or had dropped like, dropped the full sixteenth note. It's yeah. not there. Until we had to like sit down, uh, I th- it might have been when the hell was? Oh, well, at some point I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> so um, we we got it solved, but now it sounds intentional. This is a very proggy moment right in the middle of a. It, it is uh, towards the end of the song. I'd say probably three fourths of the way through. Yeah, it's it's the restatement of the main riff coming out of a a, a, a solo section. Yeah. 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 So uh go listen to it. Yeah. Find the proggy bit. That was uh an unintentional mistake. That we we do it now though. Like we do live like, in concert. Ages since we play, played that. <laughs> I was about to say probably like it's been almost a decade since we played it. Yeah, but, but like we retconned the uh the tab. Oh, we play it that to, way now. To uh to reflect it. So that is the official way it is now. So that's a happy accident like the uh the one note in a uh, Kirk Hammett solo in Master of Puppets. That was that was oh, a yeah. happy accident. Oh, I never knew. Right. I'm moving on and including the first yes. victories. Please do the first victories. Uh, one of the rarest releases from Burning Shadows. I feel very impossible. physically and in the year 2006. I think. Yeah. Literally only available at our houses now, most likely, and that of our parents. Um, I, so for this one, because it's a combination of the earliest two EPs, I'm going to pick the one that I actually listened to the least out of all of them, and it's the human in me. Really? I think we could have guessed that, but it's still that. Could I have guessed that? I I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. I think you would have. It was either that or Force of Fire, because all of the other ones we play pretty pretty regularly or recently. I want to bring right? all those old ones back, but you know Sarnath. It's hard enough to it's hard enough to come up with a, a you, you pare down the songs into an hour or forty five minutes or thirty minute set <laughs> adding these old songs on CDs we don't that that are out of print, probably not right. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, well I mean commercially no, but if for when we finally get our anniversary show off the ground, because COVID really just totally derailed our plans 
for a 20th anniversary concert. Absolutely. Oh, it was going to be so good. Oh, I was thinking about it with like trying to get raw ink for like a full Saturday and have other bands come out and uh, it could have been so good. Well, we'll get it done. But here's the thing. When it comes to these fantastic songs, let's take a look at the track list on the first victories. There's some Burning Shadows songs that are still in pretty heavy live rotation. There's Sarnath, Supernatural Warfare, which is a standby. Like, we play every... Uh, there came, there was a point in time where we played that at every single gig. Yep. Period, without fail. Uh, Haunter of the Dark, Whisper Suffering... Forest of the Dead, a personal favorite. The Darkest Winter, which is another great track. And then the two remaining on this this collection here are Force of Fire and The Human and Me, which are, you know, significantly deeper cuts that haven't gotten that kind of love in, in recent years. <laughs> it's funny you say the first track is a deep cut. It's a deeper cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about cannibalism. It does. I'm not going to go bother through uh, the pedantry of saying which specific songs on the darkest winter and amongst the dying waves I listen to the least. Um, next time we'll do which DVD video portions do we watch least frequently? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I all of them. <laughs> yeah, actually, we we should we should have a viewing party. For the no, that's what I'm saying. For for the 20th anniversary party, it was going to be great, right? Because between set break, it'll be like time to go to the bar and maybe like eat something and have a screening of Burning Shadows, the first ten ten years of battle, and right. screening and of the, yeah the European shows and all that garbage. Like uh, yeah, it's high time we put out another DVD we, and a festival. Yeah, the the uh, the DVDs are very very short runs. Oh, Tim. So they're super just, rare. So if you have one, uh, you are among the few who have one. Mm -hmm. oh, now that now that Burning Shadows has come tangentially into uh, access to a large, uh, you know, outdoor space in rural Maryland, uh -huh. I think it's I think it's high time we show a throw a burning shadows festival on, uh, on on someone's property i love this idea i love it and then we film it and release another dvd right that's make, right uh, we'll it make fewer copies than ever <laughs> on demand dvd printing that's right all right oh, well tim this has been fun it's it's been nice getting uh getting to put our finger on the pulse of what the country and the world is not listening to um <laughs> It's true. Well, this this is our this is our plea for you all to remedy that. The uh, the playlist will be in the description if I remember. You know, there'll be another rim shot right here if I remember. And right. And uh, yeah. And really, if uh, the best way to support any band, not just our bands, the best way is right now to go to Bandcamp. That's where that's where everyone's making the most money and putting out these things is not cheap. So uh, that's my plea to use support bands via Bandcamp.
Period. Thank you for Full pumping stop. up our Spotify numbers by listening to Bandcamp. That's right. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, I mean, if you like something on Spotify, go buy it on Bandcamp. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't just save it to your library. Lecture over. Lecture over. <laughs> Episode over. Good night. Thanks for listening to Podcast Them Down. You can find Burning Shadows, Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves on Bandcamp, as well as Facebook, along with Fade to Black Metallica Tribute and Podcast Them Down itself. Until next time, keep it metal.